0: Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, this is ASMR with Woody Clues. Yeah. Um, if you guys want that, if you guys would love us to do some Clues
1: ASMR, that's uh, a Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Galen, stop having my stop having my thoughts. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Oh. Even though we, we're <laughs> how accurate is that that we actually think quite alike? Um.
1: Fuck. What episode are we on? This <laughs> was eleven. Yes okay oh look at this buddy over here um. are you relaxed yet <laughs> do you want me to pop well, then get ready because we're gonna start i okay all right
0: um i didn't even have a second cup of coffee today uh, what what
1: Sorry, I don't. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, all right, welcome back to another episode of First Reaction, Fan Reaction. I am your host Caitlin Clother. With me is my co-host Sarah Whitman. Hey, Darrell, how's it going?
0: We're not making an SM- AM- ASMR album. Um, ASMR. If you guys want
1: our ASMR, like, let us know.
0: Patreon. Pat- Patreon. Only Patreon. That's a, that's a thirty dollars
1: tier. <laughs> that's a thirty dollars tier. <laughs>
0: is our our? Uh, we our don't even ASMR. have a thirty dollars
1: tier. Well, we will now. It's called ASMR. Besides uh, our ASMR side business, today we are talking about Bachino, We're still doing that. We are right on the tail end of this, at least with our main store before we get to those three OVA episodes that I keep talking about. Today we're going to talk about episode 11, Shanae LaFerre remains silent in the face of two mysterious people. In episode 12, Firo and the three Gandar brothers are felled by assassins bullets. So, Dara, we're going to talk about episode 11 first. What did you think? Uh,
0: I mean, I think, like, now I'm invested. Yes. But, like, my problem is, and I've had this with other shows before, I don't think – I don't – it can't really take me – I mean, I've been invested in, like, other characters, but I'm kind of more invested in, like, the show now. Yeah. But I don't like it when it takes me this long to get invested. Okay. Like, I know, like, plenty of shows that, like, I've, like, stopped watching because, like, I think it was, like – I think it was, like, Dollhouse where, like, it Mm. took me – seven episodes to even get like a little bit invested
1: okay. and i'm like that's too long interesting yeah and uh and we're right at the end too so not uh, not a great look listen if this was a spin-off with just isaac and mira i would have been invested episode one yeah it's true they're great characters but we're gonna we're gonna get started with our synopsis here so let's get started in the year of 1930 if you remember last episode we ended off with somebody maybe getting shot <laughs> <laughs> who got shot
0: I, don't remember. I
1: isaac Remember? Oh yeah, he, he died. But we don't know if he died, died, or if he got it. If it was his hat. Correct. Yes. So there's a party, of course, because Vera Hesh was joined the Martillo family officially. So uh, here's what i what, what party? What liquor yeah. were they opening? So that's a great question. Because like
0: I'm, cons- I think it was like after the end of the next episode. I'm concerned about stuff. We're concerned. It's weird because we
1: kind of know we know things, but we don't know the exact. Order of events of things. Right. So it leaves us in a very weird thing where we're like, oh, no, I'm scared, but I shouldn't be that scared. But I am still a little scared. Yeah. Uh, which is a very interesting. It's sometimes It, it goes to show that uh, sometimes it's about the journey, not the destination. Even if you know how it's going to end, you still can be invested. Some food for thought for you. Are you saying that I should finally finish
0: Schitt's Creek then? Probably, you should. Have you watched it? I have not. No. Okay. <laughs> There's just like a point when like I know something bad's gonna happen, but I know at the end it's fine, and like I can't get. I was like playing with my friend. I can't get to the point because I'm at the point where the bad thing's about to happen. Yeah. But I know by the end it's gonna be okay. Right. Like literally, I just need to get through it. But I'm like, but I can't. There's. A... <laughs> it's it's gonna be okay. If, if people do watch Schitt's Creek, I'm on season four, so you know what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's I wanna, fine. I'm gonna keep it that way. That's fine.
1: Yes, yeah, so uh, so we got there. like nobody died when we thought that Isaac was shot by the ceremonial pistola. Uh, so then they're just gonna they're just gonna party. Right. Much. Like everyone We're the, gonna party um, like it's nineteen thirty. The Gandors are there too because as you know the more in these episodes We've kind of known this already, but it gets a little more explicitly stated that the Martillos and the Gandors or the Mozzarellas and the Gandalfs are pretty tight. They're buddies. They're like, they're like, they're all pretty chill with each other. So, yeah. And because they're, they're kind of smaller gangs, you know, they kind of, seems like they, they hang out a lot.
0: It seems like they're like different and like they do their own things, but like they don't get in each other's way. And if they need to help each other out, they do. Yeah. Which we like. I approve. We like friendship. Friendship in the mafia. Yeah. Mafia friends.
1: <laughs> the best kind of friends that you can get. Candy, Is there a mafia video game we can have friends? Mm-hmm. Is it what? <laughs> Never mind. I don't know. a great question. I don't know. There's a, you know, as everybody's partying, there's kind of a conversation kind of outside of the party with Firo and Miza. So, um, yeah, they're just kind of talking about, you know, kind of just how things, right? It's funny things kind of down. just like,
0: eh, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so old for this shit. Me, Miza, So old for this shit. Gee willikers, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's 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 funny and sad immortality <laughs> it sure is so and, and in the conversation they're just kind of talking uh, and I you I forget all, like Miser like technically lost his accent because he was Ital- like he was very Italian yeah and now it has like it's a little more toned down because I, I guess that's what happens when you live in America for 200 years mm-hmm. has it been 200 years? about yeah has it has it just, been, oh. has it been here the whole time? he didn't like want to go back to Italy? but I don't I'm not sure about that yeah, all right. I'd have to check uh, but you know he spent a lot of time in the United States, but Fear does, he noticed that when he, during the knife fight, knife uh, fight, knife fight, when he cut Maiza, that it healed uh, inexplicably quickly. Correct. And so Misa, you know, doesn't really want to answer. He kind of says, I'll tell you later. And Fear was like, cool with that. Fira respects the boundaries and is like, yeah, it's fine. Just tell me whatever. Or if you don't want it, it's cool too. Fira is a good main character. Is
0: he even the main character? He's main character-ish. No, I know, but I feel like he's, like, not, he's kind of
1: not been in the show much. He's, he's, there is no main character. We're, we're basically in three different books at once. So. Th- that's, so it's like that A Serious Unfortunate
0: Event movie? In a way. We're in three, because, because the books are short enough, and if you actually read the books, at least, like, the first two, there's not a ton of plot. Yeah. Watch the show. It's actually good. I haven't seen the show. Daniel Harris. I, that I know fully aware of them. yeah and they literally just made. i think i don't know how long the, but it's like literally just like every single book and they just have two episodes dedicated to it which makes sense because again not that much plot mm-hmm. but there's i like those books those are my harry i read that over harry potter yeah
1: interesting i only read like one of them i think
0: i didn't finish this series. i think i read up to 11 that's pretty good yeah it's a 13 so i did mm-hmm. i did good
1: nice but you know while they're doing their thing we get meet cute part two Huzzah! Because Fiero sees Ennis uh running down a alleyway. And we're like he's like, hey, that's my girl. And we're like, huh? no, that's not your girl. That's not <laughs> she's not your girl, buddy. You you met one. She's not your buddy, pal. I'm not your pal, friend. But so he runs he runs off to, to get her. And so but she's like kinda on the the defense at first. Like she's she's ready to throw down. I mean um, he did kind of like sneak up behind her. Yeah, and so it's really funny because they it. They do this kind of thing where it's like meet cute, but like fighting style where they're both like, they're like, and they're both pretty good fighters. So it's kind of funny. But Firo is able to kind of hold her and uh, give her the missing cuff link and her face is too cute. Yeah. Ennis is really cute. And then they kiss. And No, they didn't. Aww. But then we get the title card, of course, which is about uh, Shanae Lafrey remains silent in the face of two mysterious people. Uh, and because of that, we're going to go to 1931, which is naturally a place to go once you get that that title because we want to follow aboard the flying pussy Hooray. And we're going to go back to the Lemures or the Lemures. I still don't know how to say it. So I always say both things to cover my bases. So, of course, they're discovering some dead bodies. Yeah, because that's what happens. There's dead bodies everywhere. Because, well, there's like two different gangs. There's like really three different gangs. Well, there's two rivaling parties of different colored suits on there who are killing each other. Then you know j- there's also a dude just straight up killing people, and right? Just having a having a good time. There's Jacuzzi's gang, which Jacuzzi's gang, which isn't really. They're not killing people, but like they're
0: they're doing. Their and then own Isaac thing. Amir, who was supposed to do a train robbery, but then didn't. Then then didn't. then kind of forgot about it. And they don't kill people at, on purpose.
1: No, I don't think they even killed people. I, I don't think they really kill pe- anyone. Um, I mean, accident, uh, probably on accident. Okay, fine. So they they assume that the murders have been committed by Lad, and they say that even he would be a match for Shawnee. And so the goose, who's the kind of the leader of the murders on the train, orders the black suits to kill Shawnee and Lad Russo, ASAP. Because we all know they were trying to kill Shawnee this whole time. Which
0: doesn't make sense.
1: I, we don't really know why. Do
0: they need a sacrifice? Well, why would you. If you want a sacrifice that you can get Marquis de Lafayette out of jail, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be his daughter because then he's not going to make you immortal. Right. And then you can't kill him because he's immortal. Yeah. It's weird. So nobody thought, that's why I really like these black suits. It feels like nobody actually thought of the plan through. They're not very smart. No. I don't like, they're they're the kind, they're, right now, like, they're the only people where it's kind of, like, because, like, for a while, I was, like, like, I really only want to watch, like, Isaac Amir and then like, Jacuzzi's gang, Mm -hmm. and then, like, we weren't seeing much of, like, the other gang's family, so I'm, like, fine, whatever, Mm -hmm. but now it's kind of, like, I just don't want to see the black suits because they're boring.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well the good news is you don't have to see much of the black suits for long because Lad pops in and just uh, kills a couple of them. Hooray. He slashes the third of the one, the one there's a guy who runs away and then he's threatening because he wants to he wants to know what, what the hell's going on. Yes. Uh, because I think he heard, overheard that they were gonna kill Ashane, and he's like, That's that's your person. Why well, I wanna kill your person? That sounds stupid. I'm Lad Russo and somehow I'm smarter than all of you. <laughs> which yeah, is He's right. Which is terrible. Lad didn't come out to me like an idiot. No, he's not. He is. He's smart. He's just crazy. Right.
0: He's he's crazy. Well, it and seems smart. like most of the crazy people on the show are smart, mm-hmm. and like the not crazy people are stupid.
1: Mm-hmm. Eve. Mm-hmm. Oh, so our our buddy Dodger. Dodger, he's <laughs> kind of been through some shit um, in life and just in general. Oh, sorry, I was curious about something. Bacano. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. So anyway, so we're going to follow uh, our buddy Chez. He is totally to mentally f- sound. He's totally mentally sound because he's trying to figure out uh, how we can find the immortal. Because he knows that there's an immortal on board because he wasn't, he couldn't give a fake name. Um, so his inability to give a fake name means that he was surrounded by an immortal. Uh, and he wants to find it out because he wants to, he's convinced that they are going to find him and devour him. And he's going to, he's going to devour them first, damn it.
0: Now here's the, now here's the thing. We yeah. do, event, I don't think, I know it's, a, I know it's the next episode. We do find out who is immortal. They're not going to devour you. Mm-hmm. They're definitely not going to devour you.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, Even if they knew how to, because they don't. So, they won't. So there is uh, there's a fella who um, has noticed that uh, Chez can't die. Is it the Rail Tracer? It could possibly be the Rail Tracer, also known as Claire Stanfield. Also Al- known as Vino. Also known as... Uh, also the young conductor. Uh, Dick Grayson. Also known as Dick Grayson. Yes, exactly. A man of many names. Um, like 12. So... Chez kind of puts on his little kid voice and asks him who he is. It's interesting here because then Chez goes around to introduce himself and he's able to use a fake name. So we know that the real Tracer, for as crazy and superhuman as he seems, is mortal. Yes. So he can die. So he he can. He can. I mean, he has some interesting things to say about that. But theoretically, he can die. But uh, Claire has been paying attention. So he, of course, knows Chez's real name. Mm -hmm. He refers to them as such. And Chez is now terrified because he doesn't know what all is going on with this mm-hmm. guy. And so he realizes that he must be the rail tracer. Claire says that he has realized um, that Chez is, of course, an, an immortal. And he, he follows it up with um, uh, grabbing the kid by the neck. Yeah. <laughs> Choke out a child. It's fun. Don't do it, please. That was not an endorsement. Kayla Kayla here endorses child murder. I oh my god, <laughs> great! Can't wait till my till a future employer sees that. So um, we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna switch it. We're gonna switch over to the to block where the the black suits are and w- the room where they're holding the senator's wife and child captive. And there's another. So far, I think they they have a couple hostages. They have the senator's wife. His little daughter, Kiki, and he has uh, niece Hollystone and-, and Nick from Jacuzzi's gang. So they are being held by the black suits right now in different rooms. So sometime later, of course, we, we uh, see Spider-Gwen. Yes. Her name is Rachel. We love her. And she, of course, is doing her spider thing where she just crawls around the train, outside the train. And she happens upon the scene where she kind of, she mentions seeing something like this before, but we haven't actually seen it, which, of course, is uh, Claire Stanfield. Or, you know, the rail tracer. You know, apparently he has his own warped sense of justice. He has mm-hmm. his warped sense of a lot of things. Uh, and she says, then, if he has a sense of justice, why the hell did he kill a child? Right. And we're wondering, where, when did he kill a kid? Because Vlad shot the kid. So that was a thing. But, like, what else happened? A rail tracer friend decides, like, I'm going to put a kid's arm on a train tracks. Just see what happens. You just want to see. He just want to see who sees what happens. Thanks for torturing a child, Claire.
0: He's fine. Real,
1: real stand-up guy. He's
0: fine. He's been through worse, as we find out. Um,
1: yeah, it's true. So we're gonna follow Shawnee for a little bit, uh, and she is, of course, on the the roof. And then we see a reunion between her and Lad. Is it a reunion? Yeah, we talked about this last time. Uh, no, weren't they just still on the roof anyway? It's a continuation. Yeah, kind of. Well, because he got. Then he get swept away by the thing. but Then he came back. Sure. So, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Lad, you know, because remember, because he comes up and he has the, the dead guy right there. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he uses another man's body as a puppet because uh, he's funny like that. Uh, Lad Russo, everybody.
0: I just realized that's not the first time I've seen that
1: in life. Well, movies. Right. What, what other ones are we thinking about? I was thinking <laughs> of with the genetic opera. Oh, okay. Did you ever see that? Okay, I have seen it, but it's been a very long time. It's been been a, that's gory been a good, for you. Been a good ten years. I had a friend show that to me. That's gory for you. It's a little gory for me. A little bit, but it's fine. It's a musical. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> anyway, so Lad kind of was able to get some information, of course, from the black suits. But not you know before he killed them, uh, and so he knows kind of about her connection to Huey Lafaray, and that. You know, she is fanatically devoted to him. And he has also heard that Huey is a immortal. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of that whole deal there. So he knows a thing or two. And he kind of just, I don't know what his whole deal is. But I think he is fascinated by Chane because uh, he said it was the first person he ever had to run away from. Yeah. uh, From from a fight. And so they are very evenly matched. Um, There's a lot of very skilled people on this train. Yeah. A lot of these people are very good at what they do. Which too bad it wasn't like, you know, a nice job convention. Instead, uh, the hijacking of a train, it you know it it'd be like that sometimes. Lad kind of talks about, you know, he he kind of is taunting her and yeah. saying things, and he basically talks about how he wants to kill Huey because you know if he if somebody's immortal, he definitely wants to try to kill them, uh, which you can't really do, buddy, because that's not how that works. But Unless you he become
0: immortal and then floor
1: him, which <laughs> yeah, right. But he's yeah, he seems very interested in just kind of doing something to piss her off and and wants to I guess. Try to take down any mortal. And he makes a comment about he enjoys killing the black suits because that they have this attitude of, like, they're not going to die. So he enjoys, like, killing people who, yeah, have yeah. That, who think they're not going to die. But she is uh, very clearly willing to put her life on the line. And so that's not as much fun for him. Right. <laughs> but he's, like, attracted to her, right? Uh, I'm not sure if he's attracted to her. Because he, of course, what don't forget about his... Um, girlfriend lover and fiance but you
0: can still be attracted to people and have a girlfriend lover fiance that's
1: i mean that's true i don't know if it's like if he's attracted or just like fascinated by her maybe both maybe a little bit of both i've been there but not in a weird murder way just in general you've
0: been there but uh, not in a weird murder
1: way. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes so anyway oh yeah so he kind of talks about how you know they're they're fighting and then she kind of gets Tossed off the side, to which Lad thinks it's sad that it's all over. But of course, uh, she takes her knives and like climbs up the side yeah. of the train because she's a freaking badass, yeah. which is awesome. And then, kind of, the fight continues. So, talks more about how he wants to kill Huey while Shawnee watches. So he knows how to. He kind of knows how to push people's buttons. It seems like, yeah. And you know, Derek, the title of this episode. Is Shawnee Lafrey remains silent in the face of two mysterious people. We have only seen one mysterious person so far. We have. Ladder. So um, there's another. There is. It's the rail tracer. (laughs) Yep.
0: And he's just there, covered in blood. But, like, compared to the two, which one's nicer?
1: (laughs) Oh God, that's a great question.
0: It's so. Is it funny. the one covered in blood? Is it the one covered in
1: some blood, or the one covered in all of the blood? It's it's amazing what the actual answer to that is. It is very funny because I think it's this and the next episode getting to see Lad and Claire go head to head. It's very funny because they're both like crazy. They are both um have very high body counts, and I'm talking about murder. And they just have like have these these very like high concept thinking in the in the, the sense that they have very like. Very specific views right, right. of the world and how it works, and like what they want to do with it. Yeah, um, and to see it go head to head is like a really. I'm glad they did that because you could just said like you know they're both their own characters that are, like have some Venn diagram overlap. So like you know you didn't have to have them you know meet up in that regard, but having them go head to head is a lot of fun. All right, so yes, yeah, so, th- so the last thing we end with before we hop off the flying pussyfoot is Claire's here. Hooray! That's fine. Uh, but now we're gonna go back to 1930 for a little bit. So we're gonna we're gonna look at see what Mize is up to. He's just hanging out. He's having a good time at the party. Yeah. Uh, until somebody sits down at the table in front of him, and it's his old buddy Sillard Quates. Buddy. That buddy is a very loose use of that term uh, because uh, it's been it's been a hot minute, and Sillard kind of killed 18 of his friends, Third, and, and including his brother. Including his brother. Yes. So uh, he does say. Uh, he says 13, thirteen and then he's like, I actually got five more. Um, so it's eighteen. Congrats. So good good job. This is it says they're gonna toast to the Advent Avis. You know, the the Martillas, the mozzarella family, they're pretty ride or die. So they say like, hey they're like, hey, is this buddy, this guy bothering you, man? And Mize is like, well, y'all aren't immortal. He is. Yeah, my, I am. So go away. Mize is like, oh uh, yeah, he killed some of my friends, but you should leave. He, like, this is between like, us. Yeah, because like, if he shoots,
0: if we shoot at each other, we'll be fine. But if he shoots at you, you dead. So like, you should, you should go. Bye
1: bye. Do uh, they do that though? They, they, they don't. I mean, a for loyalty. Yeah. So they, like, they are very ride or die. It's as is the mafia. I mean, like, you're in the family, man. They got you. So they the rest of the mozzarellas. they're a little drunk. So they're not quite following right now. Uh, so they whip out their guns and they uh shoot down Sillard, which is like we appreciate the effort. A for effort. The idea was a good idea. Well, they also didn't know he was immortal. They didn't. But, the, yeah, the execution did not actually lead to any execution whatsoever. Well, in a minute it will. Yeah. Right, just not on the side that we wanted to. So they, they shoot the hell out of Sillard, but he's still standing. Because, you know, he's... Mm-hmm. um Sillard, I think we see in this episode and the next episode, has kind of really taken advantage of his immortality. Because it seems like he's taking that time to really extend. So, the, so we see that they all open fire on... Sillard and everyone else who's in there kind of leaves. Um, so we do kind of clear out the room there. And outside, Fear, of course, is hanging out with Ennis. And by <laughs> hanging out, means that they're, they're having a little scuffle. Fear, of course, hears gunshots, wants to go see what's going on because uh, he's a freaking rubbernecker. And, but Ennis is uh, like, no, it's like tackles him is like, no, they scuffle again. Yeah, she stops and be like, yo, you can't go in there. People are going to die. <laughs> if you go in there, you were, you're literally going to die. And of course, we see, of course, Sillard uh, is still standing. And he's just, like, this old guy who just, like, opens his coat, just takes out a Tommy gun, and just, like... Duh, 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 yeah, and it's,
0: like... so, And it's annoying when you get bullets in your mozzarella. It, it, it. <laughs> who put this
1: bullet in my mozzarella? <laughs> That's the question. Oh, they don't make it like they used to. I okay. mean, it's nice because it got some burnt cheese, but, like, you know's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. So this old dude just, like, whips out a Tommy gun. Just, <laughs> it's, it's very funny and also sad because... People we'll probably died, so we're gonna we're gonna head back to the the flying pussyfoot because we got we got to sit on that one for a hot minute. <laughs> so we have this very interesting where we're on top of a train and we have three very interesting characters on there, which is Shawnee Lefrere, Lad Russo, and Claire Stanfield, are all on top of a train. What happens next? And like they have good balance on this train that's moving at like fast. Oh, well, they are all like at like peak physical condition. And there. so they are all very good at fighting, and they are all very, um, very fit. So it is kind of funny that Claire makes a comment to Shane for jamming her knife to the wall of the conductor's apartment, and that it nearly nicked his ear, uh, and says that she should apologize, but she can't speak. So he. But he's kind of cool about it. Yeah, he like she like, she kind of motions that like she can't actually talk, and she's like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't know that." <laughs> which is like so he's like a little bit of a gentleman kind of
0: (laughs) but when you're raised by a mob family you probably learn a little bit to be a gentleman right
1: right right, you think you think i would i don't know i you think so it's really funny because like the the fight kind of stops because nobody knows what to do here because this dude is just like just claire just kind of takes control of the situation and just kind of walking around claire says that you know he wants them to continue their fight and he will kill whoever who survives it's uh, and so Lad gets annoyed and then throws a knife at Claire, yeah. who just like catches it. Yeah, Who's just like ah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then of course he does some flips and shit. Anytime that Lad tries to throw a punch at him, he just dodges it. It's mm-hmm. it's it's cool Um and also a l- little scary. So Claire kind of confirms what uh, Lad was saying earlier, which is the fact that Shauna and Huey don't really like what the black suits are doing, even though they're doing it in the name of Huey Lafaray. Mm-hmm. They. Like, they don't really like their whole deal because they just want to become immortal. It's a whole annoying thing. Yeah. Um, so he kind of gets confirmation on that. Claire kind of decides that, like, oh, he's cool with Shanae now because, like, he doesn't like black suits either and, like, you're doing your thing. That's cool. And, like, I hate this guy. So, like, win-win, which is, which is fine because, like, the thing that Claire wants to do is kill the white suits and the, the black suits. He doesn't want to kill everybody. He's not, like, Lat, who just, like, enjoys the process of killing. Claire's just, like, an assassin who just decides what he wants to assassinate. Yeah. And sometimes it just happens to be a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like an enemy of my enemy kind of thing he has there. Yeah. So Ladd uh, makes a comment after Claire makes a, like says some things that he's not really scared of him anymore, and so they're gonna you know they're gonna try to try to fight. And Lad kind of wants to see if Claire's the kind of person who like seems like they don't want to die. Mm-hmm. But just, that's Ladd's whole thing is that he hates people who think that they're you know that who think they're immortal in the way that they think that they're never gonna die. And Claire, who is a straight up solipsist. Is all like, yeah, no, I'm not. Fuck you, buddy. Which is, which is very funny. And he goes kind of on a monologue about that later, which we'll, we'll touch on. Uh, so back in 1930.
0: know. It's got a lot of shit going on. There's a lot
1: of shit going on. I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. You babe. Yeah. good? You good? Solo. So, yeah, so we, we go back to we're outside of the Marcello party where Fio is kind of looking on what, what's going on. And he asked us, he's like, what the hell's going on here? Meanwhile, a lot of people are partying in the basement and they hear all the gunshots upstairs. And yeah. like, what the hell's going on? And so I think they, they think that it is either like the Runeradas or the... Or Dallas, because like that's who they've been having beef with. Yeah. So the Gandors are pretty convinced. Oh yeah, the Gandals are partying with them as well. Yeah, the yeah, the Gandalfs who are down there are pretty convinced that it's their fault, like they were had a role to play in it. Um so they are like, sorry. They're yeah, so they're like, Hey, we're gonna go up and check what's going on. Like this might be our responsibility. So like, sorry, bro. We're trying to they're trying to keep it cool and be like, Hey, like this might be our doing, so we're just gonna go up there and, and see what's going on. Yeah. So all three Gandalf brothers go up there uh Isaac and Miri are also down there, partying it up. Uh, they just and got so in. And are they're, they're worried that um, somebody's back for revenge for the things that they stole. And so they're a little concerned about that and also go up there as well. And so then we get kind of a, we kind of got some stuff between Miza and Sillard. You know, Miza really wants to know, like, why do you want all the secret formula stuff? Why are you doing all this crazy stuff? And Sillard is basically like, I just want to know things. Um, and so it's like interesting because Siler's whole thing—the pursuit of knowledge—is what drives him to insanity. In the sense that, it, because it's obvious that he also enjoys consuming people as well, even if they don't have part of the secret formula, it just seems like he is very interested in that knowledge. Uh, he's interested in knowledge, so because of course when you absorb someone, you get their memories. Yeah, yeah. So that he he gets a lot of experiences, a lot of memories, and everything. And he also, of course, wants the secret formula. And I think Mize makes a comment that. You just want more people that you can consume, mm-hmm. basically. So he's a hungry boy.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. Hungry eyes. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good song. Thank hungry you. Hungry like the wolf would have been better.
1: Thank you. Um, I'm hungry, hungry like, like the wolf. wolf. Okay. we do going get copyright if we sing it right. I think if we sing it, we're okay. I think if we sing it badly enough, they they won't even come up right. an ideas. They'd all find out about the incomplete elixir, which, you know, of course, it stops people from dying before they reach old age. And he it still allows him to dev, devour people.
0: Uh, so, wait, half a mortal people can't devour people?
1: I don't think they can devour, but they can be devoured.
0: They can be devoured, but so literally the only perk is that, like, you're not going to die from... Sickness or yeah. injury. Yeah. Okay. So if you feel immortal, you can have all, you won't die from anything mm-hmm. and you can slurp people.
1: Yes. And then um, outside of all this action, and it's just like tells Fero everything. It's, yeah. She has like no reason to like not be honest. So she's just straight up honest. So she's like, yeah. So like there's immortals. Like I'm a homunculus. Like, life's wild, man. And then they don't kiss. And then they don't kiss. Because the boy's too shy, he's not going to kiss. Boy's too shy. I mean, he does kind of pin her to the ground to, like, get this information out of her. Um, but he don't kiss the girl. He don't kiss the girl, though. But we kind of learn a little bit more about Ennis is that she was kind of created from Sillard's cells. So she has kind of some some immortality stuff going on. But the thing is that she's connected through thought with Sillard so like if he wants to kill her he just has to think about killing her and, and then she's she gonna die so she is very much tied to him well
0: that's unfortunate what happens if he dies though and she and he doesn't think about killing her that's a great question does that mean it's gonna
1: come up that's a i we have to figure this Ennis needs a way out of this somehow we, i hope so we have to figure out what that is so yeah, there's still a fight going on between Misa and Sillard. Sillard's able to get to the box with the booze in it, but he opens it up and ah, uh, booze not there. Aww, secret formula is nowhere to be found. Aww, you know, Firo isn't also not buying the whole like you know like slave to your father thing. That sounds kind of yikes. Yeah, it He's is like, yikes. Kind of yikes. It is yikes. And so you know, he Firo says like that's not a thing that you're supposed to do. The guy's an asshole. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. And so, yes, the secret formula is missing. Yeah, and Firo just tries to, like, tell Ennis, like, she's better than this. And, you know, they're cute. Yes.
0: Right. I like space out there for a second. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm trying to see. Uh, Oh, yeah, and then Dallas arrives. Just yeah. to keep things spicy. Just a bunch, bunch of assholes in one location. Like, Tiller is there. Dallas is there. What
0: can go wrong? Everything.
1: Um, everything, but we don't have to find that out right now because we're going to go back to the flying pussy. Hooray. Foot. Yes, we go back to... It's interesting because we kind of see Claire in a couple different locations in this episode. We see him on top of the train, but then he's also uh, hanging out with Ches. They're having a great time. They're having a great time. Well, that's like the whole thing with Ches of like, oh,
0: like, you don't think... like I mean, like, do you really think you can hurt me as much as, like, we get a little bit into his backstory?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so we got to go back to where... Claire had his hands around Tez's neck and we see he goes through with it. He just, he snaps his neck. There's blood, probably more blood than there should be. Don't think about it. Because like you would just break the muscle, but it's fine. No, but um, I thought anime characters had more blood than normal they, humans. They sure do. They sure do. So he he snaps his neck, watches him fall off the ground, just waits for him to come back up. He's like, hey. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have a conversation about immortality and they have a, a converse, some conversations about Claire, of course, who's an uh, expert assassin, knows a lot about. Killing people in different ways to kill people. So he thinks, of course, it'd be interesting to kill somebody in a bunch of different ways. But Chez is like, ah, been there, done that. He kind of... Chez has a history, we find out, that he's been through some torture. A little Um, bit. So he had been tortured daily for years, including having hot red pokers, like red hot pokers, uh, stuck into his eyes, being in an acid bath there, and burning alive. Getting thrown into just an open fire it's fine so like he's he's like whatever you do your worst buddy like because like i can handle it but claire is absolutely fucking insane and it's like that's child's play i'll tell you how to really torture a person um and he lists some examples and it's uh kind of messed up so this is fine so that's it's a really interesting kind of exchange because i this is a scene that i remember pretty well from this show because i just think it's it's really interesting because it's kind of horrifying yeah way where he's like hey i'll tell you how to really fuck up a person mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah that's kind of fucked up yeah but it, it is very interesting claire tells ches what he fears most is the unknown that there is some level of pain out there that he has yet to experience so immortals can feel pain okay because ches would know because he was tortured daily for years yeah and uh didn't have a great time and so, yeah, it's it's kind of screwed up because, like, Claire just, like, fucks with him. And he just, like, he bites off his fingers just because. Just because. Buddy, like, I know you know it's an immortal, but it's also a child. You just bit off the fingers he's of a child. It's not a child, though. But it's still – it still looks like a child, and he just bit off its fingers. I
0: know. It looks like a child, but he's, like, 200 years old.
1: Yeah, but, like, maybe don't bite off anyone's fingers. Yeah. Hot take there. So – but we're going to hang out – so we're going to go back to the dining car, which is where people have been being held hostage for, I feel like, a very long time. I don't know if it's that long, but it feels like a very These long time. These rich people, man. I mean, at least they're, like, where the snacks are. So at least, like If you're going to be stranded anywhere, be be stranded where the Snick snacks are. So we see the, the couple of white suits are hanging out and telling everybody, you know, they're kind of fucking with the, the hostages, telling them to, like, you know, give up their shit. And show them your tits. <laughs> that is kind of, that's kind of funny. Like you do. <laughs> But good news is, Jacuzzi and Co is here to save the day. Yeah. So they kind of punch out the the white suits, and they take control of the dining car. So they have to follow they have to follow their directions, uh, which and it's very funny because of course we remember that Jacuzzi's whole gang is you know they're not as flashy or have like as higher purpose as some of these other gangs. You know have, they're not like the white suits with they're all pretty uniform or the black suits that. Are kind of culty, but Jacuzzi's gang is just made up of b- a bunch of just like just randos. Yeah. So and it, and it proves useful because of course some of the employees on the Flying Pussyfoot are part of Jacuzzi's gang, so he's got connections there. Uh, and we love Jacuzzi. Yeah. So we're gonna go back to um, 1932. Remember that with Eve Genovia. Yep. So last time we left off there, the Gandor brothers, uh, or at least Luck, at least Christian Bale had been shot by Gustavo Gaston by Get Gaston by Get R- Rigatoni. Rigatoni. Yes. And then they came back and punched him in the face, which is very funny. But they also get an, an additional guest down there. Another member of the Rigatoni family, the Runeradas, which is their Don. Yes, Bartolo Runarada. That's his name. So he's like the boss guy. He seems like kind of an asshole. He uh, doesn't think like that much of an asshole. In uh, uh, things we've seen, you can see he's a boss guy. So, yeah. Like, he like he has, like, this very, like, cool demeanor um, that we've seen, like, in, in his other appearances. But he's pretty chill in, in this appearance. Uh, it's really funny because Christian Bale, like, greets him very politely. You know, they they have, like – you know, there's like, there's, like, rules to these things. They, there's, like, respect that goes on, mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking to, like, the, the boss of a crime family. So Bartolo like, makes an offer – He kind of apologizes for how everything's going down, but Bartola seems like very aware of the whole immortality thing Mm -hmm. and wants to kind of not take advantage of that, but he is kind of has an offer for them. So he's like, hey, you guys want to be part of our, you want to be part of our family? Mm -hmm. He's like, no, thanks. I'm not going to be your plaything. I'm good here. And Bartola seems to kind of respect that. But he's like, one more thing, though. If you're not going to do that, give us Dallas. They don't have Dallas. It seems the only thing that we know is that the the only people around who might know of what had happened to Dallas are, are the Gandals. Are the Gandals okay? And so that's what they want to know. And they're like, so we're like this close to finding out what happened to Dallas. We don't find it out in the next episode, but like we're we're close. Yeah. We know last you know last we see him well, it was in the next episode. Um, but we'll figure it out. So that's we're so we're closer to figuring out that mystery. And uh, it's really interesting to see the Gandalf, especially like in 1932, because we're used to seeing them in 1930 doing their thing, and they're like, "That's they're chill, like eh, just hanging out, being immortal, it's chill, no big deal." Yeah. Uh, so it is pretty funny. But anyway, that's actually the episode, Dara. Hooray! So, what do you think about that? I liked it. Yeah, yeah, very good. What did you like about this episode in particular? I think it was kind of fun and like stuff was getting answered. Yeah, things are getting answered. Yeah, the uh, the unanswered question section is getting shorter and shorter. So
0: that's nice. Yeah. That I finally know what's going on after being confused for five, for like 10 episodes. 10 episodes? Yeah.
1: So it's it's working out. Hooray. Um, But yes, I don't have much else to say about that episode because I think. We've been going for like almost an hour. So. (sighs) All right. All right. All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. We're going to take a break, uh, and we're going to talk about more things in the next episode as we review into episode 12. Viewer and the three Gandor brothers are felled by Assassin's Bullet State.
0: Hey guys, we're back here on the ASMR preview yeah. for this show. If you want us to keep doing ASMR, Patreon on the $30 tier that doesn't exist.
1: Oh my god. Alright.
0: If we get enough people to have in all the tiers, we'll definitely make a $30 tier with just ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> also, maybe Kayla will show her feet.
1: What? <laughs> no! <laughs> Dare, no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't even get that fetish in general <laughs> uh i just remembered something like i had a point that i was gonna ask you about something and then i forgot it but i think i just remembered it but um i was thinking like i think i was watching something with like after the airbender and i forgot that like a bunch of the stuff that happened with um with Aang and zuko and like in the second episode when he finds out about like, that Aang's Avatar and then him, like, getting off the boat. I forgot that that was the second episode. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why did I think that that was not in, in, like, why did I think that that was all in the first episode? And then I'm like, oh, wait, because of that clip I saw from the movie where, like, it all just happens at once. Uh-huh. ho! 10,000 subscribers or get us to our ASMR $30 Patreon thing. We'll watch The Last Airbender. God help us. <laughs> do we have another episode of Bacchano to talk about?
1: Uh, we do. All right. And we are back to talk about Bacchano. Episode twelve: Theater uh, and the three Gander brothers are felled by assassins' bullets. Dara, how are we feeling? Uh, good. Let's go. Let's go. Let's. We're gonna. We're gonna jump right into the synopsis. Like we're not even talk. We're just gonna go for it. Um, so we're gonna start in nineteen thirty-two, kind of right after the events of the Flying Pussyfoot. Talking. Uh, we're with the Daily Dates. We're talking to Rachel Spider Gwen. We love her, uh, and she's kind of talking about uh, some of her experiences on the Flying Pussyfoot, because she was the informant on there, which is how the Daily Days learns about all the things that happened on the Flying Pussyfoot. And uh, we haven't actually figured out how she injured her leg. She's her legs in a cast. I mean, I assumed she was in the crash. I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah, but, but how exactly did she injure her leg? Wow. So we're going to go to 1931, of course, aboard the Flying Pussyfoot, uh, because that's what we're talking about. And we're going to go to the uh, room or the compartment where the senator's uh, wife and daughter, Natalie and Mary Berriam, also known as Kiki, are uh, sitting in. There's a Lumiere guard guarding them. And Rachel, our good pal spider uh just freaking jumps through the window, breaks the glass. That doesn't hurt her leg. That's not the thing that hurts her leg, though. And she kicks the Lumiere in the face, kind of gets gets him away, and um, gets the senator's wife and daughter to follow her because she saves them. So it's not, that's not really a thing that you're supposed to do as a journalist. You're supposed to be a... Uh, you know, unbiased observer to watch things from afar. Yeah, she but she wouldn't le- have really gotten involved. But she kind of felt it was her the right thing to do. Right. Was get involved because like there's so many crazy things happening. What else is she gonna do? Right. So you know because there's a lot of people who are killing people and like if you could prevent one of those, it might be good. So Rachel also helps. Well, first she gets Mary and Natalie onto the roof of the train and tells them to, if they get to second class, they should be good there. They want right. to get past the dining car because there's a lot of going on in the dining car. And they kind of go and, you know, looks like things are going to turn out well for them. And then she also goes to where the other uh, black suit hostages are, of which, of course, is our good buddies, uh, niece, Holly Stone and Nick, who are being held hostage. And she Mm -hmm. gets them to escape as well, which is very nice. So the president kind of asks Rachel, you know, like, why did she take that turn? And she says that she didn't want to see any more bloodshed. And especially not on the railroads because she loves those so much. I think, what was it? Her father or grandfather was a conductor. Was a It was a railroad engineer. Oh, okay. Um, but she, she, I mean, she still rides for free, but like, that's her own thing. That's her own thing. Let her do her thing. The, the pre- president says, don't judge. So there's still one more thing that she hasn't explained, which she has a, a rope burn on her yeah. hand. So we have to figure out what that's all about, too. And then we drop the title card. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Elsewhere on the flying pussyfoot. Things are happening. Yeah. A lot of things are happening. Yeah. We see uh, bombs are going off. Because uh that's that's jacuzzi's gang for you right there. Well that's niece to niece loves exploding. Did things. somebody say boom? That that's niece for you. So they hear booms, uh, we don't quite see we don't see niece yet, but jacuzzi knows automatically when he hears boom, it's like that's my love. <laughs> I hear boom, that's my girlfriend. You might just kiss after ten years. After ten years of dating, I'm guy. I love him. Also, so like,
0: how much. old are they? They're dating for ten years.
1: They, it's like mentioned later. They've known each other since they were like real small. I guess it kind of makes sense that they were dating when they were like kids. And I it, know it's so cute though. <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> so, Jacuzzi uh, is taking charge because he kind of handles things hands things over to uh, Donnie and his other gang members who are in the dining car. And Jacuzzi's going to go alone and look for the car, the smuggled cargo that they, that's their job is they're looking for the, the bombs and stuff that were smuggled aboard. Yeah. And the explosives. So he's going to go look for that. He's going to do it alone. And he's being very brave. He's not crying. He is. He's scared as hell, but, but he's, he's not going to cry. He's being very brave and we love and respect him for that. So good for you, Jacuzzi. <laughs> Um, you did it. That's the reckless valor we heard about so many episodes ago. But going back to to 1930, of course, there's some uh, shit going on at the party. Last thing we saw was a uh, Dallas showed up. So hey, Dallas. Hi, Dallas. Goddamn, Dallas. So they uh, Dallas kind of says that they've they've turned on Sillard because they don't really care. They got these immortal bodies now, so they can do whatever the hell they want. They said that they kind of lost his crate anyway, so like it's whatever, it's fine. But before they can kill Firo and Ennis, because like th- Dallas has a bone to pick with Firo, yeah, the uh, Gandalf show up and hold the Dallas gang at gunpoint, which is which is kind of cool, it's kind of fun. And you know Dallas has been causing a lot of trouble uh, and everything, so like they're not real happy with yeah. Dallas, but he tries to Dallas tries to. Blame the murders that happened at the Mm Cragioso on Firo being like, I saw he got some guns, and then he went, and then there was gunshots, Mm -hmm. and obviously he did it. And Luck is like, Christian Bale is like, yo, Firo's my best good buddy. Like we go back, and he was with me the whole time. Like shut the hell up. Um, he's way cooler about it though. Yeah, like he's like, hey, we're buddies. Because and that's kind of where we find out that the Gandor family and the Martillo family or the Gandalfs and the Mozzarella's have been, have been cool the whole time. Yeah. They're like, they're on very good terms. So they, they know that it was Dallas and his crew that uh, shot up the Gandalf's place. And then they, uh, they decide to avenge their deaths and they shoot and kill uh, Dallas and co. Yep. So that's fine. That they, they should t- they're taking a nice long nap. Nice long nap. And they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with the bodies. Yeah. They're trying to figure out what they can do with the bodies. And Ennis says, like, you got to tie them up. You have to tie them up. But uh, before they can do that, they realize that they're immortal. Uh, and they um they uh come back to life. Yeah. And so And Dallas has, like, a very creepy jokery smile there. He's like... <laughs> so meanwhile of course we're back we're doing this last episode but we're back doing it again Misa and sillard are um having a fun time fighting over the secret formula of course the secret formula is not there because we realized the bottles were missing but they are they're kind of fighting because like sillard could just like he's trying to eat this dude yeah i think because he wants that knowledge of that secret formula but that's fine it's gonna it's gonna be fine guys right it'll be fine it's gonna it's gonna be fine so there, yeah, it's a whole thing. I think Miza starts going after Sillard, and Sillard goes out into the street. Um, and then is hit by a car. Yes. So it, it's, it's fine. It's good, good for him. You know what? Sometimes we need those impactful moments in our lives. Flying Pussyfoot. We're back on the roof of the Flying Pussyfoot with Claire, Ladd, and Shawnee, And we, then we kind of start hearing about Claire's belief systems. So Claire's whole thing is that he is a solipsist. Which is – he kind of explains that in a very kind of poetic way, but it basically means it's the belief that the only known thing to exist about the universe is yourself almost. Okay. So the only thing that you can guarantee is that your own existence – so you're kind of like the central point for like the entire universe. Not necessarily like I am the creator of the universe, but the universe can only exist because I am here. If I am not here, then there is no guarantee that the universe or the world as we know it can exist because the only thing that I know for certainty is that my own consciousness is, is that kind of selfish? It, it's, solipsi- it's solipsism. Uh, I'm not sure if it's solipsism or solipsism. I usually say solipsism. But it seems kind of, like, weird that, like, the universe can't exist unless you're around. Well, I mean, think about it. How how many other people's lives have you actually ever experienced? Just yourself. I guess. Let's see double-edged reincarnation. Right. And so, like, you know, the only thing that you know, the only thing that's a guarantee to you is that you wake up every day and you experience yourself. So you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't have that knowledge. You don't you know so you don't know what goes on. You have an idea of what goes on when you're not around, but like, as far as you know, like you can only experience the world from yourself. And some people go as far as to be like, well that's the only then that can be the only knowable actual thing about the universe is that it exists only because we can perceive it or re perceive it from our own perspective. Um so it's a very interesting concept. Okay. So yeah, that's basically so it kind of evolves in in Claire's mind as that like he can't die because if he dies then that is that is the end of the universe because that's the only thing that he knows. The only thing that he can understand is the self. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I guess. So sure. yes, it's it's very it's very interesting. <laughs> it's probably maybe a little lost on Ladd and, and Shanae, but you know they 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 listen. So we fi- we figure out that this has happened after Claire did all those fucked up things to to Dodger. Yep. (laughs) Because he left Dodger uh, tied to the bottom of the train. Yeah. Which is great. Thanks, Claire. So he has everything kind of tied up except uh, one of his arms. And Chez has a moment where he's trying to figure out how did he get here? Why is this happening to him? Is this punishment for the things that he had done in his past? Well, like, to be fair. So... Yes. Um. So we kind of get a little flashback into things. So if you remember from episode seven on the uh, Advena Avis, Chez was with a guy. I'm trying to figure out if it's. It says guardian here. I'm trying to figure out if they're related or not. So yeah, it's um, it's just stated listed as Chez's guardian. Um mm-hmm. So we don't. Yeah, we don't know if he. I don't know the exact. I don't think he's blood related. Okay. Yeah. This. This dude. Uh. But anyway, he he was a shit dude. Yes, and like what's abusing. <laughs> and was like was was I guess trying to experiment with the um all of the possibilities of immortality um by not doing them to himself but by performing them upon a small child right he was at most at this point probably a small child still yeah yeah, yeah. or maybe like I don't know maybe a couple decades old right right but still pretty in the early days um so it's it's horrifying we get to actually we get to see some stuff we get to see some child. Abuse again, more, more child dismemberment. It's great. Chez at some point was able to consume him. He slurped him. He did slorp him. I didn't think that, that he's being punished for that. I'm like, ah! Well, because and and it's really interesting because Chez asks him, his name is uh Ferme. He asks Ferme, you know, like why are you doing this? Is it because you hate me? Like, like why are you doing all these terrible things? And he's just like, Do you like do you enjoy this? And he's like, No, I don't enjoy it. And then he's able to slurp them. Uh, and then he realizes that, in fact, for me, uh, you know, he he did enjoy it. That's the only thing he liked. He wasn't doing it for any experimental reasons. He just enjoyed yeah. reflecting pain upon him. So um, fuck him. So so Ches is a little fucked up by that. A little bit. Like, And Ches says that, like, he will never trust anybody. He will never trust another immortal. Because I think that's why he's convinced that they're all, you know, they're all to get him. And um, he will never trust another immortal ever, period. Um, but here's the thing. You know those immortals that were on the flying pussyfoot? Uh-huh. They're actually really nice. Yeah. They're probably the, be- they're probably the best characters on the show. Yeah. Totally. Completely unrelated. Uh, Isaac and Miria are here. Hooray! <laughs> um, and they, Miria actually sees Chez. Like, they're the characters who really aren't involved in anything, but then they get involved in everything. They, they are. They are so much catalysts for a lot of things that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, they're catalysts for so many important things that happen. And they have a whole episode basically being like, "Yeah, this is why this happens. and This is why this happens." So, like Isaac and Miria are weirdly—they're main characters, but not the main characters. But they are a lot of like the force of what just like pushes everything. Yeah. In, in this, uh, in this show, which is so much fun. But they do see Ches, and they want—they want to help a little Ches. Yeah. It's like, why is he under the train? They got—they got to help him out first. So they Isaac goes out to try to retrieve Ches. And he kind of, um, I think he cuts himself. Yeah. And so the blood kind of splatters. It gets a little bit on Chez. And then it gets back. It goes back. And then Chez realizes, (laughs) oh my god, that's the immortal.
0: Right. Oh shit. And we already knew that Isaac was immortal. And then by the way that we found out how he became immortal, we're assuming also Mira is an immortal as well. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't, and we, and like, they did not know what they were doing.
1: Absolutely no idea what they're
0: doing. And they probably don't even realize that they're immortal yet they don't <laughs> god bless
1: them god bless them i uh, <laughs> so ches of course freaks out because he he thinks that and isaac reaches out to help him because he wants to help him you know he thinks that means that he's coming to to consume him and yeah so he freaks out right um and so things get kind of all twist turned around so they almost like fly off the train completely but mary's able to catch eyes like Kind of get Isaac, and then Isaac and Miriam embrace, and then they're kind of, like, hanging on to the, the car. And so it's not looking great for them right no. now. I mean, we have, like, three immortals who are just, like, hanging on the edge of the plane. So they'll be okay, but, like, the drama of it all. Yeah. We kind of go back to the roof where we have Lad, Johnny, and Claire. You know, Lad doesn't really like Claire's whole diatribe thing. And Claire kind of talks about how he's really – he's trying to get vengeance for Tony. Mm-hmm. Tony you taught him everything he knew. And Lad kind of realizes that Claire, of course, killed one of his guys and starts uh, punching him. And so, it's, you know, they start fighting again. But, of course, Claire is very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Claire says that he's going he's gonna to beat Lad. So I think he wants to kill him, but he, he kind of taunts him because he, like, shoots his ear. And he does it deliberately. Like, he could shoot and kill him if he wanted to. I think he's, he's that powerful enough. Yeah. But, um, he, he wants to fuck with him a little bit. He says he wants Lad to die a broken man. Can you break him? That's well, uh he, he's gonna try because he has a lady friend. How can we use that lady friend who's just climbing
0: I up on the so. train beat Dubs.
1: Like, he's like lad lad, don't do it go away and of course then he's like, I fucking told you to not get on the train you idiot but she doesn't care because she she loves him I I guess, some fucking I guess. it's bad. don't I, don't do that. Then don't, don't cl- climb on trains. don't climb on trains don't <laughs> declare your love for weird murderous folks unless it's me and my love for Claire Stanfield then like that's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> so what Claire really wants is to have lad uh, throw himself off the train. Right. And that's how he's going to do it. So he's able he he swoops he swoops up uh, Lua and gets some rope and basically kind of lassos the the rope onto like a passing whatever mm-hmm. ties it to her. And then lad who is so determined to kill Lua by his own hand. Is not going to let that stand. Right. Um, not that, sure he does. He love her. I don't know. Does I mean it is? She is his lover, mm-hmm. girlfriend, and fiance. But I don't really know where the the jury stands on that. But uh, as Lua is about to be thrown back, Lad gets her and they are just like Phew. they're just just flown <laughs> just flown from the train. Throw mama from the train. Just thrown, <laughs> thrown from the train. Back in hanging out um, with some of the Jacuzzi's crew. Niece is having a good time with bombs. Yay! She loves, she loves her bombs. She seems like a little bit turned on by the bombs. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, we, you know what? We we appreciate her. Yeah, Nick's trying to get her to go away from that because they need to do other things. They have to go uh, reconnect mm-hmm. with Jacuzzi. Oh, and so they get stopped by Goose. Who's, Goose is uh, Goose kind of pissed this episode. Well, like, All of his plans are kind of going to shit. Right, um, so he's got you know he's not thrilled about these rapscallions, yeah. these air wells, fucking up his plans. But uh, the good news is Jaku is here to save the day, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> he like has time again. He shoots a bunch of things, does not hit Goose at all. So he's like the worst aim ever. Yeah, right, Goose, runs. but A for effort. Yeah, so Goose, so Goose uh, is able to to kind of get away, but he's on the defense. And then Goose says some shit about Master Huey or whatever. Whatever, whatever. We don't care, Goose. We're gonna go back to 1930, and everyone we love is dead. Yeah. So Firo, the Gandalfs, Ennis have all been shot. Yeah, they did. By um, Dallas, Dallas Genovia, and so. Oh wait, isn't that the ending bit, or is that? Because isn't there like a bit with a car? It's uh, so we know we see a little bit of it before we get to. Uh, oh, that okay. Because it kind of goes back and forth. We kind of yeah, see but we know
0: thing, so that like some times. of these people are in. Later bits of the show. Yeah, so it can't be all bad. We see some of these people years later. Right, but I'm also like, I don't know when they became immortal. So I'm a bit confused, I'm like like confused mainly. I'm confused. Mm -hmm.
1: What else is new? What else is new? But uh, as Dallas and crew kind of try to get away, there's a car coming down. Yeah. Um, It's not being driven great. It's like... Well, it's a big car, like a narrow... And it's like cobblestone, so it's all like and it looks like sillard's car but him, uh, it's not being driven by sillard it's no. being driven uh, by isaac and miriam hooray so they're they're excited that they they found such a large car to drive it just happens to be a very narrow roadway so they see uh dallas's group and they they run them over <laughs> and then they also so they try to run them over and then they also hit sillard yeah and then so they freaked out by this, so they try to go in reverse and they end up hitting dallas again <laughs> so they saved the day guys they, Hooray! Saved, they always save the day they always save it the, they literally always save the day <laughs> so back in 1931 is all the stuff that i think i just talked about i talked i got a little ahead of myself there it's all the stuff with uh lad and lua and all that and of course oh yeah so part of like as lad has like the rope in hand it's like his hand his fingers get like Kind of jacked up. Yeah. Like super jacked up actually, because of all the the rope burn because of how fast they're moving. Lad tries to say some like almost romantic stuff, but it's about killing her. So yeah. you know, it's it's romantic in its own way. Maybe. I guess. Yeah. Okay. He kind of as they, they're they're approaching like a water tower and he kind of puts his his hand mm-hmm. out. Um so I wonder if that is how his arm gets jacked up. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Elsewhere on the train, jacuzzi is doing his thing. Jacuzzi's gonna go. Draw like use himself as bait, and he wants niece Nick and Donnie to go to the freight hold to finish their job. Mm-hmm. And niece gives him her very last cherry bomb, which is in her eye socket. Cool. It's so romantic. Cool. And <laughs> they're just really they're just really cute and silly together. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. Let's see. So Goose is still Goose is still around, but can't quite get a hold of Jacuzzi. But orders his men after him. Hmm. Oh, and then we, we get to the I forget about, I forgot about the roof of the train where uh Chacuse got a gun and uh Goose has a flamethrower like you do so there's like a flamethrower fight in there. Meanwhile, everything's happening outside of the train. There's a lot of things occurring outside of the train in this episode. <laughs> yeah, Isaac and Miria they're they're back by the way, but just on the flying pussyfoot this time, and they are of course still kind of struggling because they're about to fly off the train. Right, we do um what they're holding on to starts to. To release. Uh, but then Rachel comes in to help out. All right. Rachel is another one who's always coming in to save the day. Yeah. We respect you, Rachel. But she can't really hold on. She, you know, as she was kind of escaping some of the, the black suits earlier, she got shot. Yeah. So her leg is injured. So that's how she, you know, got her leg injured. That's how she gets the rope burn because she's trying to hold on. Yeah. So, you know, she can't, she can't stay on for, for long. But somebody else is watching this going on. It just happens to be somebody, maybe somebody unlikely, maybe somebody very likely. But it's Claire Stanfield. All right. Decides that uh, he doesn't. He doesn't want everyone to die. He is no lad Russo. He doesn't want everyone to die. So if he right. sees somebody who shouldn't die, yeah. he'll go in and save them. Cause he's a good guy. Cause he's he's a guy with mixed morals. Okay, that's fine. He's a he's a has a blue and orange morality, as TV tropes would call it. Okay. So, and he's kind of, he grabs the, Claire is able to grab the rope and and save them temporarily as well. So, and of course, on the other side of the train, Jacuzzi and Goose are doing their thing. (laughs) 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 Like you do. Uh, And then, of course, get get a little distracted. No, they don't get a little distracted yet. They're just, they're just doing their thing. Mm -hmm. All right. In the dining car, the Lemurs are overtaken by Jacuzzi's gang, Mm -hmm. which is cool. More, more flamethrower. (laughs) More flamethrower. So, and then Claire, who is very strong, holds the rope, but he's not that strong. So, he needs somebody a little stronger to hold this rope that has Isaac, Mary, and Ches on it. Um, so, he throws open one of the doors within the cargo hold. Yeah. And he finds a very large man who's our boy, Donnie. Yay. We love Donnie. Yay. <laughs> Donnie guesses that Claire must be the rail tracer, mm-hmm. we count on the blood. Um, but Claire doesn't really care. <laughs> so, I like this fart. He holds out the rope rope and instructs Donnie to pull on it as far as he can because except for the kid there are some fine passengers on the rope's other end yeah so he's like fuck the kid but save those other guys it's very funny it's like okay and so Donnie does and I <laughs> uh, of course and then they go flying in, in comical fashion just the, which kind of distracts the fight between Goose and Jacuzzi hooray and uh, the rope kind of sweeps under him so Jacuzzi able to jump over the rope and but it uh, knocks over. Then in 1930, where we last leave the episode, we're almost done, I promise. So Ennis wakes up first, uh, because we know that she is made from the DNA of, of So immortal. she's immortal. So yeah, she has, she has that degree of immortality, which is cool, which is swell. Uh, and so she's able to kind of bounce back. We don't know about those other guys yet, uh, who have been perforated with bullets. A lot of bullets. A lot of bullets. She kind of tries to, to go after, uh, see what's going on. The kind of scene... And Mize is trying to go after two and you know, trying to follow Sillard. But Sillard, of course, has been hit by a car. Like you do. And then Isaac reverses and, of course, uh, <laughs> hits Dallas, which is great. And then so Isaac and Miriam, you see Ennis there. And they're like, "Oh, Ennis what's up hey they're like hey don't uh, don't don't do anything bad to us okay please Sillard kind of tries to command Ennis to to do something whatever. bad and yeah they don't they don't really like that and you know Sillard says some rude things kind of ends the episode with some rude things being said yes that Ennis is a monculus of his own creation garbage incapable of feeling or acting on its own um rude but as of this moment he says Mize is even worth less than such an insect so freaking rude Sillard but we know Ennis is capable and strong and beautiful. And she will maybe save the day, but we won't know until next time. Right. <laughs> so that is that episode, Daryl. which But it makes me upset because I'm invested. I kinda wanna know what happens next. <laughs> good. Great. Good.
0: I'll be the finale not the finale finale, but like the finale. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be the next time. Um it'll be good. So it will be very fun and exciting. And this episode was a lot of fun and exciting. This episode goes really well with the last one. Yeah, it does. um, Because there's a lot of holdover from each episode. So I'm like, that's why I'm like, is this in the last episode or this episode? Things I like in this episode, all the action. I like, Ches learns that people can care. And right. we love it. And Isaac and Mary continue to save the day. Rachel continues to save the day. So I love these characters who are either in the background or kind of silly always end up coming in and saving. Yeah. Like, like Jacuzzi, too. Jacuzzi steps up. Um, so these characters who are set up to be, like, weird and funny end up just, like, saving the, saving day. the whole day. And the ones that are, um, you know, the main character-looking people, they do. They do. But – not as much as these guys. Yeah, no. uh, and that's kind of that's one of the things I like about this show. It's like the cast of characters are all insane and wacky, and a lot of fun. Any other thoughts, Dare? You want to share? Uh, no, I think I'm good.
0: Cool. I had fun. This I had fun today, mm-hmm. unlike <laughs> other days. There's any?
1: There's some trivia on this one. Oh, okay. There? It's mostly just like the little things that are different between subs and dubs and all that good stuff. Oh. Eh. So, unanswered questions. Where's
0: Dallas? Good question. <laughs> we still don't know. I still kind of don't care.
1: I mean, um, I'm curious, but I don't really care. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. So, yes. Um, and then, yeah, we have one more episode before the, this arc is done. and We get over to the uh, OVAs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, that's, that's all I got to say about that. We've been you know, we've been going for a while. I've had a good time doing it, though. Just having a good time with my good buddies watching some good stuff. Home now and taking care of the Oh okay we're good then <laughs> um so yeah so we're good there but anyway Derek, we have finished that episode Do so you know what that means comment corner it's time for comment corner <laughs> so we don't have a lot because we are recording these pretty far in advance so our, our videos to pull from are actually pretty limited which yeah. is kind of exciting for us uh but we still will read comments on the show so don't let that deter you because we're still going to read them yeah it just might be a while until you hear them right so let's talk about episode, we got a comment on episode three of our Bachner review. Uh, and this is from uh, x Info raider x, or did you just say info raider? I don't know how you say your name. Uh, but it's actually a, a good explanation. Uh, that kind of explains some things that we didn't know while watching the show. Some differences between things that are explained better in the novels versus what's explained in the show yeah so they say something that is never explained in the anime is that barnes did not make that batch of liquid it was actually a chemist employed by him all barnes does is basically test the batches that the chemist makes but the specific chemist died before this batch was tested that is why barnes was so desperate to get the bottles out he doesn't know how to remake it oh. Ah. that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah, because that, that does that they should probably have explained that better. I think it was they said some comments that should have been implied, but that that makes that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That's why the secret formula is so rare. Yeah. All right. Um. And then on our first uh Bacchano episode, we have uh, Blade Thirteen says this is one of the best anime I've ever watched, and I'm so glad you're experiencing it. Uh, thanks for joining us for this journey. Yeah, I'm having a great time. There is there is a little concern, but yeah, a little um, bit. It's it's fine. And then on uh, Night Fight, uh, Zom says, ah, Dara's a mutt blood like me, a genetic heritage from practically all of Europe. That's fair. Uh, So, yes, good job, Dara. I I didn't do it. Congrats on your genetics. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Great. And I think that is all the time that we have for today. Join us next time as we're going to finish off Bachno with episode 13. Both the immortals and those who aren't sing the praises of life equally. Okay. All right. So we will leave it at that. And stay tuned. we got a lot of fun things exciting for you. Coming up on Witty Clothes Productions, if you want to know what all that is, uh, good news for you. There's a variety of ways you can find out all of that information. Correct. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, hi. Thanks for lo- watching our faces. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, unsubscribe. Leave your comments. Reread them on the show. And if you are listening, hello, uh, you can access our podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Make sure you leave a rating and review on there. We'd love to hear from you. And you can keep up with all the latest in Witty Clothes by going to facebook.com slash Witty Clothes. We're Witty Clothes Productions on there. Tweet at us. We're on Twitter at Witty Clothes. We're on Instagram now. We're Witty Clothes Productions on there. So find us on Insta. Yeah. And like our things maybe. Or give us a hashtag. That's how that works, right? Yes. Yep. Sure. I, and we're also on Patreon. Uh, Derry, if you want to talk about some Patreon stuff. We so we have out. three tiers
0: right now. If you pay us $1 a month, I think it's a monthly fee that we do. Thank you yeah. for getting to say it. So for $1 a month, you get access to our monthly live streams, which we just did. Um, mm-hmm. Well, for September, we did uh, the An- Amazon version of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. God help us. <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably by the time, we would, probably would have done October. Mm-hmm. By this point, so we would have done a double feature of Halloween Town and Halloween Town 2 to Calabar's Revenge.
1: Yeah. For Halloween. That was a good time. I say we, has, we have not done it it's yet. It's going to be a good but time. But it's going to be a good time. Right. And uh, so that'll be fun. And then uh, I don't know what we're doing for November. We will figure it out. But the good news is there's a lot of fun things going on on there. So make sure that you follow us for Patreon.com. Uh, I have other stuff I Okay. Finish what you're saying.
0: Uh, because that, was a do- that was $1 tier. For the oh, $5 gosh. tier. That's just $1. You get the access to our spinoff show, First Reaction or Fan Reaction, where we watch uh, shows that... Um, we both have seen for the first time or something like that we've never seen. Uh, we I think probably hopefully at this point either like one division will be mostly out or like still coming out and then we'll announce our next show that we're doing. Yes. And then from there and then at ten dollars, which is still kind of a bit random, you can vote on topics that you want us to talk about in our live stream, or you can even like suggest a movie for us to watch. Yeah. We're gonna also start doing like watching shows together that probably don't fit this format. Like, uh, I'm gonna start off with watch- showing Kaylin the Great British Bake Off because it's not gonna fit. Yeah. But it'll be fun. Yeah. And uh, we'll see where that goes from there. And we might have other tiers. Uh, if we if we get enough people on Patreon, we'll do a thirty dollars tier. We get ASMR. ASMR.
1: We just decided that. Hello.
0: Maybe Welcome we'll do ASMR, other like podcasts ASMR for different program. tiers. We'll figure it out. But right now, that's what we have. And if we extend it more, yep. Being as concerned if I said we'll have more. More. It's fine. It's We're not doing good. more now. Yeah. I'm saying like when we if once if once it, we get enough money. Once we get enough money, then we'll do more.
1: Woo! Uh, <laughs> all Alrighty. But that sounds like um a lot of fun. Yeah. Alright, and you can also if you want send us an email, readyclose at gmail.com. Yeah. Um if you want my big break. But so that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for watching. Uh we'll be back, of course, with another round of Bakken of next time. And until then, I'm Killing clothing I'm Dar Whitman. Peace. Peace.